following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Let me say something else too about Mo Pat. Mo has done it all. I mean, he's covered the Titans, he's covered the Vols, he's done high school. He's a fantastic writer. He's now actually hosting a talk show every day in Columbia that is outstanding. I gotta tell you, you guys just killed it this weekend. As 2021 comes to an end, so too does the holiday rush we love so much. What about it, boys? I am so glad Christmas is over. <laughs> if folks did not follow you guys this weekend, boy, they missed a the treat. Speaking of treats, better late than never. So he comes by playing Santa Claus, drops off some bags, and, and takes off. Well, in a bag is Chex Mix for the three of us. So I hand off Chris and JP's to Chris, and I've eaten mine. And Joe, you see where that got us. Yeah. JP, don't worry about it. anything that tastes that bad won't go bad. <laughs> it's non-perishable, is that what you're saying? Joe's Chex Mix and cockroaches. Nuclear war. Oh, but we don't always get what we want. Chris, it's okay. Everybody understands keyboard envy. I did I'm, have some. I'm, I'm telling you, seek professional help, bro. So out with the holiday cheer and back to hard-hitting opinions. Let me try to be as polite and politically correct as I can. Uh, but this new reclassification and redistricting for basketball and the other sports is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. You know what they say about opinions, right? They've been pushing for it for years, and almost as soon as they got it, you started hearing about how people didn't like it. Yeah. Look, it's like my fourth wife. Be careful what you ask. So on the cusp of a new year, welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's the sundrop kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Should have went and got me a sundrop in the break. Wait a minute. Right, so, so you're no longer the eggnog kid? What's well, I mean, it's still the holidays. It right? is. Yeah, but we could still. Yeah, I, I probably still. I, I probably drink a lot less eggnog than I do sundrop. Sundrop. But I mix either with bourbon. That's why they made Sundrop, wasn't it? To mix with George Dickel? Isn't that the whole like reason Sundrop exists? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Old old George and Skip. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, the Music City Bowl is tomorrow at 2 o'clock, and we will not get a chance to talk about it before it kicks, so... Might as well do it today. Might as well. We got two other games to talk about tonight. Big. How weird is it to see Oregon and Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl? Two teams we thought we might see in the college in the football CFP. playoffs. Yep. San Antonio's <laughs> got to be loving it, right? And number fourteen versus number six. And this is a really good, well done to the Alamo Bowl to be able to pull this one off. Um, now you talk about you. You made a comment about disarray. Both these teams coming in under, I guess, interim coaches, because the coaches that coach them during the regular season have since moved on. Yeah, Oklahoma has. Well, Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops. I don't know who Oregon's got, but Dan Lanning is coming, right? Dan Lanning's coming, but he's going to be coaching. He's still going to be with Georgia. Correct. And Crystal Ball is gone. 
JP, I had to make a correction. Uh-oh. So make sure that you also make said correction right here. Do you see it? All right, cool. But yeah, I don't know who who's coaching Oregon. Uh, that's a, it's a phenomenal question. I, I wish I could look that up, but I wouldn't know where to start. So well, <laughs> you could type Oregon interim coach into your search bar, and you could come up with Brian McClendon. There you go. Who is he? Well, I think at one time he was a Georgia assistant, but um, more specifically. Yeah, well, I don't know who. I don't know what his he relationship had to be on staff, is. Right? I would think, yeah. He had to be on Cristobal's staff. Interesting. Speaking of staffs, Brian Kelly hired a defensive coordinator in Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach Matt House. So, there you go. Brian McClendon was – Previously, OCM wide receivers coach at South Carolina. I don't know how long he's been in Oregon. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that game and give you our picks. But to do that, we have to throw JP the keys to the ride. Here we go. All right, guys. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back into uh, our uh, bowl extravaganza pick them and um just another example that uh we don't know what the hell we're talking about sometimes right See, Mo said, speak do. for yourself yeah. he's 11 and 10 yeah Mo, mo's riding that hot streak he had at the end of the regular season <laughs> he is on into um on into the uh, the bowl season peaking at the right time. peaking at the right time yes you are all right, uh, we're going to start, uh, as uh, Chris mentioned, with the Alamo Bowl. Uh, tonight, 8-15, number 14, Oregon, taking on number 16, Oklahoma, and the Sooners are favored by six and a half points. I think that has gone up, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, six, and a ha- six and a half is the number we have for our purposes. Mope? Seven is the current Okay, line. have a point. Mm. Having, you know, what we've gotten out of Oklahoma all year has just been so all over the board. Six and a half sounds like a lot for them to cover. And I don't, I just don't have a whole lot of confidence that they can. I'm going with Oregon. Mm. I don't know who is and who isn't playing in this game other than I do know that Caleb Williams is playing. Although I'm not sure how much that means. How what does that mean? <laughs> Kennedy Brooks has a thousand yard rusher. Travis dies a thousand yard rusher for Oregon. This is just a weird game. Mm-hmm. And I think it could go either way. And that's why I think six and a half is a little too much. And I've got the ducks. All right. Um you know who's coaching Oklahoma, right? That's right. Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops. Big game Bob, as they call him in Oklahoma. I don't know if anybody else calls him that. Um, but it's a good nickname. Whether it's true or not, it's a good nickname. It's 
been a while since we've had a chance to see yep. if it applies or not. Yep. Uh, obviously, both of these teams, without their regular season head coach, both have moved on. Neither were fired. Both have moved on to, to greener pastures, so to speak. Um, and, and you're right. There are a lot of players that have opted out. Who knows who they are? Uh, but I'm – Chris mentioned Caleb Williams. And uh, if he's on the field – I think he's got that competitive drive that is unmatched by a lot of people. And uh, I like Oklahoma to cover. Big Game Bob is uh, engaged. Uh, I think Oklahoma's going to be engaged. And uh, I'm going with the Sooners in this one. All right. uh, The Dukes Mayo Bowl from Charlotte, North Carolina. This will be Thursday, 10.30 a.m. Central. North Texas. No. No. North Carolina, North South Carolina, that's, South that's Carolina. the change I had to make. Ah, gotcha. I got the. Um, all right, we'll hide that. I apologize. No, 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 no. You're, no, you're fine. It is uh, North Carolina and South Carolina. Five and a half points, Mo, in favor of North Carolina. Uh, I like what Shane Beamer has done over at South Carolina, but again. A lot of inconsistency over the course of this season. Um, I'm going with the Tar Heels. You and everybody else who's betting on this because the line has moved to 10 from five and a half. That's a lot. That's a big jump. Almost double. (laughs) I mean, my gosh. So if. They had it at five and a half, and it's moved to ten. I don't think there's any question. Here's the thing. North Carolina is as unpredictable as any team I've ever seen. South Carolina has not been great at at any point this year, and I don't think – Let me just say this. I would not take North Carolina at ten. Okay. Well, I I think I would. I think I'd take them either way, and I'm going with the Tar Heels. Okay. Um, now that I got that changed, I can put that back up. My apologies. <laughs> I saw the the line change, and I thought that's what you're talking about. Um, South Carolina, North Carolina, as we mentioned, uh, Thursday from Charlotte. That I know is is accurate. All right, uh, five and a half points to the fact that it's gone up to ten. Um, I definitely like North Carolina in this one. I'm going against, by the way, my strategy of going against the majority of pickers based on our system that we have here the yes the bowl mania capital one bowl mania it it tells us how many people that are, of the thousands or millions or whoever's doing this what percentage are on teams 70 percent are on north carolina i've been going against the majority and the bowl game's not not so good it hadn't worked out for us not we're, so we're both eight and 13 yeah. so yeah so i'm i'm just gonna go with my gut for today and for the rest of the way, and we'll see how that goes. I like North Carolina, um, and that makes me feel better that the line has gone up to 10, and I, and we got it at 5.5. It feels like a steal. It does. feels like a steal. All right, and then finally, uh, we've got uh, the Music City Bowl. Of course, Tennessee versus Purdue, and 2.5-point favorite for Purdue. Is that right? Is that accurate? Two and a half points in is favor that, of Purdue. Now, has that changed since then? Completely flipped. That's Tennessee is a touchdown favorite. That's They're six and a half point favorite. 
Tennessee is a six and a half point favorite, but we're getting Purdue at minus two and a half. The fact, we go. the fact here is that athletically, even with Cade Mays being out for whatever reason, Purdue has nobody, nobody that can match up with Valus Jones at all. Or with Cedric Tillman. Or with Cedric Tillman. And I don't know that they can rush the passer even with Cade being out because Hinton Hooker is elusive enough that he's going to make time for himself, and he will find those guys open. This is going – at minus two and a half Purdue, it's not even a question at all. Great opportunity for former independent standout T.J. Sheffield to come home. But I don't think it goes so well for him and his mates. I'm taking UT and the points. I mean, we're talking about a, a quarterback here who – is third in the country in passer rate. And, and I don't I think I think UT's tempo the tempo that, that is, you never is, see in the Big Ten it's, is going to create some real issues for Purdue early and often. Because I mean you can't simulate it. Like you said, you don't see it during the season. You can't simulate it in practice. The, the last time the Bullermakers were here, I was in the end zone, third row, as Auburn destroyed them 63-14. to 14. Oh, I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just saying. Kind of surprised they opted to come back again. Right. <laughs> anyway, JP. Wasn't that Gus Malzahn? It was, in fact. Yeah, um, yeah d- Tennessee giving two and a half points. It's hard hmm. not to take that. It's hard not to take that. <laughs> With, uh, Only forty nine percent of picked Tennessee. I'm surprised. This is wild. I'm I surprised. thought it'd be eighty five at two mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah. yeah, dogs. Yep, two and a half dog in Nashville. Mm-hmm. They're I'm checkering surprised. Nissan Home dogs, <laughs> basically. So, all right. Uh, so there you go. So there's uh, three. We've got three more. They practiced at Vanderbilt, and apparently one of their players oh decided to stomp on the the logo on and the said beat. he enjoyed it. Come on, man. Oh. Vandy fans were all up in arms over the fact that why are they at our place? Well, because the Southeastern Conference team in the Music City Bowl practices at Vanderbilt every year. It and is what you, it is. And how do you not know that? Because <laughs> they, they, they never cared before. Never cared before. We do have three more bowl games, JP, and they're good ones. We're going to start with the Las Vegas Bowl. We'll end with the Peach Bowl, even though it's out of order and way it's played so stick around with us right after this mid-tennessee bone and joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net fast stop markets is a full service family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout middle and west tennessee For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. 
Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. The sports talk show you've always wanted. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. From preps to pros. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are, in fact, in the Lee Company studio and the Front Porch Sports Headquarters, 1017 FM here in Columbia, Tennessee. Glad to have you with us. Still continuing to break down bowl games. It is... This is kind of, you know, it, it's it's kind of tough because we've talked about how, you know, we don't know who's who's in, who's out, especially with all the coaching changes, who's coaching. But this first bowl is that we're going to talk about the Las Vegas Bowl between Wisconsin and Arizona is pretty well. A normal, a normal bowl game. So it's going to be exciting to, to watch at least a couple of these. Where you know, I think you know, you're going to see some, some, some games that obviously some big names are going to opt out. But we still haven't figured out why Cade Mays isn't playing. He was on the two deep yesterday, yesterday. So my guess is it's got to be COVID. You would think because. They released their flip sheet yesterday, and he was playing. I also noticed that Tennessee only had like four players on their two deep that would not be or that would not be eligible to return next year. Hmm, that's interesting, right? Yes. Just making sure the weather's good. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. JP, take it away. You ready? All right. All right. Uh, so we continue on. We've got the uh, Las Vegas Bowl, as Chris mentioned. Uh, it is Wisconsin versus Arizona State. This will be Thursday night, 930 Central. And uh, the Badgers, Badgers, six and a half point favorites over Arizona State's and uh, the team that plays to win the game. Mo? 
<laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. You know, um, struggled trying to pick Wisconsin all year. But you know, and I was getting ready to go with them, and then I looked at it again, and six and a half. Wisconsin a six and a half point underdog. Oh, Wisconsin a six and a half point favorite. There Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's too much. I'm going with the team that plays to win the game. The line has moved in favor of Arizona State, albeit just by a half point. But, you know, Wisconsin kind of messed with us earlier in the year, Mo. They did. They did. (laughs) And I'm still a little scarred (laughs) and scared. So that's why I'm going with Wisconsin. (laughs) Is he going to let them mess with you one more time, huh? Uh, Not happening again. <laughs> I think Arizona State's been so inconsistent. I think Wisconsin has been more consistent, even though not terribly consistent, but more so, more consistent. More so than Arizona State. Everything is relative. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, I do like uh, Wisconsin uh, in this one to cover. I struggle with this one. Huh? Yeah, it's not an easy one. Six and a half, that's that kind of no man's land. That's It's a touchdown, but it's kind of weird. Yep. Yeah, so... This was, for me, of the six games that we have or will pick, this was the toughest. I would, yeah, because it's, again, it's an evenly matched bowl game against two teams that we don't know a whole lot about. And that have been wildly inconsistent. Exactly. That's that's the key right there is the wildly inconsistent. Interestingly enough, though, both teams eight and four. I didn't realize Arizona State had eight wins. I didn't realize Wisconsin had eight wins. <laughs> there you go. Good Lord. So, but here's um, the thing. They yep. were winning, but they weren't covering yeah. in a lot of instances, too. Yep. So, yeah. They had some big numbers. So All right. Uh, so, we'll move on to the Gator Bowl. Friday morning, 10 a.m., Wake Forest. They found an opponent, not Texas A&M. It is Rutgers due to their uh, scores of whatever they call it. APR. APR, yeah. Vandy usually is high on that. Um, but they were not in the uh, <laughs> They were in the five close. to seven range. No. Um, so uh, Rutgers uh, and Wisconsin, rather not Wisconsin, Wake Forest, an 11 and a half point favorite over the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. I'm biased. <laughs> but I'm expecting Wake Forest to cover this number and hopefully a whole lot more. Give me the Deacons. Here's the thing. Wake Forest <laughs> should win this game by a bunch. They should. The line has moved to 15. Wow. Wow. And at 15, there's no chance I'm taking them. Uh, there's no chance. Uh, 11 and a half is high enough. And I'm going to take them at 11 and a half. But you, I, don't, I don't feel great about it. You wouldn't take them at 15? Uh-uh. Two touchdowns. This is a Rutgers team who, you know, has shut it down. That's true, but I feel like they've had time. To get back, a couple but weeks. this is the yeah. type team though that Wake has beaten up on all year. That's true. 
Either way, I'm taking them to cover mm-hmm. the 11 and a half. But you wouldn't have 15. Probably not. But, boy, that, yeah, I mean, you look at these at these scores. I mean, they lost to Michigan by seven, but then Ohio State beat them 52-13, Michigan State 31-13, Northwestern 21-7, Wisconsin 52-3, shut out by Penn State 28 nothing, and then lost to Maryland 40-16. to So, yeah, I'd probably take them. I'd probably take Wake at 20 <laughs> after that. <laughs> This has that uh, just really strange feel to it. Well, it's a strange game. Be- because, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, and, you know, this is the one I'm going to take that flyer out on. That um, the unexpected is going to happen. Why? 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 Uh, just, I don't know. Don't overthink this. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last time you said yeah, that. Yeah, last time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> Not falling for the banana and so, the tailpipe. Yeah. I, I understand. Uh, you know, I, I just, I, I think there's just something about, you know, the exuberance of being able to play when they weren't expecting to play, the looseness that they'll have. I think Wake is going to feel a little pressure because they are the heavy favorite, and the team that they were supposed to play would have been a favorite over them, and now they're the favorite. Uh, I just feel that the pressure's there, and Rutgers is going to play so loose they're going to get out early, and I think they'll cover. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they definitely cover. 11 and a half, so I'm going with the Scarlet Knights. Going with the Scarlet Knights. There you go. All right, so that gets us to the Peach Bowl, the right? Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl. All right, this is Thursday at 6 p.m., so New- the first New Year's Six Bowl uh, is going to be Thursday night. Number 12, Pitt, the ACC champ, versus number 10, Michigan State. And our line has um, Pitt as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Pitt, a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Spartans of Michigan State. Mo? I think Michigan State was disappointed with that Michigan game. And I think they bounced back, you know, in front of a national audience. I I think that's going to be a real – motivating factor for them. I um, I like the Spartans in this one. Well, the line has completely flipped in favor of Michigan State. They are now a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. Five point. Five point Six. Is it? Three-and-a-half. Three-and-a-half, yeah. So two-and-a-half. Yeah, Two-and-a-half. Yeah, look at that math. Uh <laughs> Remember when Tennessee fans were upset about losing to Pitt? Yeah. And now you go, oh, okay, well, they Main, weren't so Mainly bad. you? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was very upset. I, and I still think that Tennessee wins if Hinton Hooker starts the game. But, you know, whatever, whatever punt block Tennessee used, I guess Pittsburgh shored up that early because you know they had that punt that turned into a touchdown early but I you know this is just one of those games where you feel like Pittsburgh is both of these teams feel fortunate to be there you know both neither one of these teams were expected to be in a New Year's Six Bowl at the start of this season Michigan State was picked to finish like fourth or fifth in their division. And, of course, you know, when you're able to run the football 
And they are. And they are. Oh, wait a minute. They, that's right. That's right. Is Walker playing? No, I don't Kenneth believe Walker he is. Walker III is not playing. When you're able to run the football, you can win these type games. Is the offensive line playing? <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. I think we just have to figure out exactly how how much does Michigan State and Pittsburgh want to be there? Who wants to be there more? That was what you said part of your strategy was earlier this year. Yeah, by the way, uh, one of our faithful listeners um, and viewers on Facebook. Uh, Vandy Chris. Vandy Chris says, Kenny Pickett not playing for Pitt. Has Kenny Pickett opted out? He, he has. Um, okay. But they do have Jordan Addison, the wide receiver, who is. Phenomenal. I guess that's. I guess that's why that line has shifted. And Nick Patty, who is the backup, is set to play in lieu of the 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 third place vote getter in the Heisman Trophy uh, race. So Pat- pick, pick it opting out. Offsets Walker's opting out. I think so. I think. Oh, more so, I so, think. But so. Jordan Addison is really good. <clears throat> and you can kind of just throw the ball up in his direction. So. Okay. I, I don't have to I don't have to flip my Michigan State pick at this point because You're not flipping the Michigan State pick. No, huh? I'm staying with Michigan State. Uh, I had thought with Walker once I remembered that Walker had opted out, I was considering going the other way. But if Pickett's not playing either, I think they're a wash. And and to JP's point, I, I feel like Michigan State is just going to be more motivated in this ball game. I think so, too. And initially, I picked Michigan State, so I think I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with the Spartans here. Clearly, that's, the, that's where all the smart money is. Well, when you can get them – as an underdog, and it's flipped to them as a favorite. Right. It's like the Tennessee numbers. It's free money. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I too. I'm Michigan State at plus three and a half. It, it feels like a steal. Uh, and, you know, I think Kenny Pickett is more um, of a loss for their team than Walker the third is for Michigan State because I do think Michigan State can still run the football with some other backs, mm-hmm. uh, as long as that offensive line is there. Um, but Kenny Pickett's a special quarterback, and you just can't duplicate that. Um, so I, I, I like Michigan State for sure. All right. That's going to do it for the, our six bowl games. we got, got got a couple minutes left. We can – Scrolling through Twitter as I am wanting oh, to do. Go ahead. Here we go. Um, Apparently, Ron Slay at 3HL agrees with our take on the SEC's bowl performance to this point. I'm not sure what he said, but at E2DBG, Ron Slay 35 SEC comments are spot on Slay. Mississippi State had 10 starters out. Army didn't have to tackle Tyler Batty and Mm -hmm. Mizzou's quarterback sat out. Auburn's without its quarterback. And the dumpster fire that is Florida. Weird postseason football. Yep. 
most to, to which Slay replied, that's all I'm saying. But when you bring up facts like this, they start saying, Oh, you're biased. <laughs> you know, most he seasons, might be a little biased, but he's also right. <laughs> there you go. Most just, seasons just because you're biased doesn't make you wrong. You yeah. Know? Most seasons, three of those four teams probably are not bowl eligible. There were a lot of circumstances in you know, again, we're kind of rehashed, but you know, perhaps new audience, but to that point. There were a lot of circumstances that had to happen for all of those teams to become bowl eligible. Yeah, they just beat up on each other. Well, Florida escaped with Missouri, a win over Florida, Florida South State. South Carolina, that sort of thing. At yeah. the end. Yeah. That Florida State, I think, had that game won. Um, Florida <laughs> and Missouri were particularly bad in different ways this year. Yes, they were. Oh, it's a wild and wacky Wednesday come back we have wild and wacky coming up right after this stick around mid-tennessee bone and joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with the two zaniest guys this side of the Duck River. It's like you joined a circus or something. Here's Chris and Moe. Welcome back in on this Wild and Wacky Wednesday as we are, boy, having a good one. (laughs) I was just reading about... (laughs) Just reading about the Holiday Bowl and how NC State, the, the, basically UCLA had to pull out of the game last night four hours before kickoff. And we talked, we, we mentioned it, we didn't talk about it. We mentioned it yesterday on the show. And apparently they reached out to like 10 teams to try to get somebody to come play in the next two or three days. And I feel like, you know, 
that's a little much to ask. Hey, can you get all your guys to San Diego in the next two days? I don't know. I think I, I mean, it's San Diego. I mean, yeah, there's that, but <laughs> it's not like it's Annapolis, but they were, uh, Twitter was, was pretty, pretty rough on UCLA, <laughs> especially North Carolina state fans as they should be. Because if you remember in the college world series, NC state had to play with like they 13 played a pitcher players. At first base. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were pitching position <clears throat> players and position players were, and, and pitchers were playing positions. I mean, and they said, oh, you can't play because you ain't got a few defensive linemen? Scheme around that. Come on now. Put some linebackers up there and let's go. <clears throat> I got nothing for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Oh, man. But so sad. So sad. Um, But it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday. We have a lot to get to. Looking forward to it. So let's let's dive in. Let's see here. Where do we want to start? Let's start in Tulsa. Start in Tulsa. I gotta figure out how to get from my there we go. From from Google Docs on my phone is very confusing. <laughs> An Oklahoma store is pleading for the return of its of a statue stolen from outside its business under the cover of night. Decopolis? D-E-C-O-P-O-L-I-S. That's what it sounds like to me. Decopolis store on Route 66 in Tulsa said a man bearing a toolkit was recorded on security cameras outside the store Sunday night, moments before he was seen carrying away the store statue. Um, do you guys want to know what the statue was of? Well, of course we do. Dine, D-E-I-N-O-N-Y-C-H-U-S. Dinonychus, a dinosaur statue. Oh. If anyone in the neighborhood finds a Dinonychus, let <laughs> us know, the store said in a Facebook post. Like, come on now. I mean, if you're going to steal a statue, though, a dinosaur statue is definitely one I would steal. That's the one to steal. Although, it's pretty easily recognizable. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what your point is of of stealing a dinosaur because what can you do with it? You can't display it. Where'd you get that dinosaur, bro? Oh, uh, you know. Where'd you get that dinosaur? Somebody's gonna like, dude. Where are you just get a regular, yeah. a, a regular dinosaur just chilling? No, no, that's that. You you don't just buy that at the store. No, you got to take it from the store. It's not for sale. It was not for sale. And yet, you've got it. I have it. Yeah. You you know, on Route 66, though, there's a lot of that kind of stuff, right? I mean, there's all kinds of... So I'm told. Goofy. I've not been on it either, but yeah. like, I mean, I've seen cars, which is supposed to have some, some sort of... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, the housing market... <laughs> pretty good right now if you're a seller and sarah sent me this no a couple weeks ago and it showed up finally on the weird news world a zillow listing went viral 
after an unusual home in Illinois was painted all black. <laughs> they painted the entire home outside of the home black. All of it. Well, that's not the weird part. Oh, okay. Realtor Seth Goodman said he bought the house in it's an it's it's in the shape of an octagon by the way. There's it's it, it's really hard to explain but there's like a there's like a lower level it's an octagon with a, like a roof, a covered roof, and then on top of that, there's a smaller. There you go. Smaller back octagon. in black. Um, a smaller octagon with another covered roof, and then there's like on the back of it, there it looks like a garage with a slanted roof, just straight off the back. It looks like this. This is what it looks like. I'll show you on the radio. Too bad if you're on the radio, but I'll show you on my phone. It's what whatever. You probably can't see. It. Anyway. He bought it in August 2021, decided to go for the black theme after the installation of the roof. Here's the problem. Because I'm pretty sure that this is the house. Yeah. Everything inside is painted black. Inside as inside well as, as outside. Well. Now, the marble floors in the black bathrooms are pretty cool. I'll give them that. But I just don't know. I mean, now that the with the whole world going, you know, bright and light, right? Hmm. Is that a thing? I mean, most people want their kitchens to be real bright, and okay. you know, every you want every when you wake up in the morning, you want to go into a room that's that wakes you up. Okay. I guess this is for the professional napper. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, man. I just don't know that I could live in a house that was just straight black. But apparently somebody can. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's sold or not yet. <laughs> I don't know. Would you buy it, JP? An all black house. All black. I, I probably not. No. No, I need a little a little color. Yeah, yeah. That's. That sounds a little depressing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it could be very formal. Black is formal. Yeah. And slimming too. So you know, <laughs> I mean, compared to the houses around it. <laughs> thought you want your house to look bigger not, not smaller. <laughs> all right let me ask you this you guys ever re-gifted anything um in yes yes as a as a joke <laughs> yeah so How you, did that go? you gave something back to somebody that gave it to you yeah, at, at uh, friends giving Christmas or whatever, um, there was this platter. It was this um, teal, massive leaf platter. You know, um, you know, Secret Santa type gift or, or what, what have you. You pass around, he still gives. It made its way through a couple. Um, so, like three years in a row, it was part of the. The gift giving. That's funny. Three yeah. years? Yeah. I think it was at least three years. Mm -hmm. And we ended up with it. Um, moved. This is while Jody and I were in North Carolina. So it made the trip to Tennessee and it resides now in Tennessee. At some point, we're going to just ship it. headed it. west out of the Cumberland Gap. Yeah. <laughs> to Johnson City. Tennessee. Yeah. Come on, geography. It's not how it works. No, nope, not how it works. <laughs> and it's not like it would have been hard. Anyway. Yeah. 
Your joke went on for three years. Well, a pair of New Hampshire brothers have been observing an unusual holiday tradition for now more than three decades. 34 years they've been re-gifting the same box of candy each year for Christmas. Oh, goodness. Ryan Wasson said he gave a Christmas-themed box of Lifesavers candies to his brother Eric as a joke in 1987 because he knew that he didn't like them. So Eric, he kept it all year so he could give it back. <laughs> and now... Every year since, the two exchanged the same box of candy. And this thing has been just been through the ringer. This is 1987's Lifesaver candy. I mean, and it's all still in the packaging. But, like, yeah. They melted a year ago, so they look pretty sad. We've got the original box, and then we got a new box. They both go out, so the. Then they both go out, so the old ones are pretty sad. I wouldn't try them. <laughs> <laughs> From 1987? No, don't worry. I, I'm, yeah. That's not even an issue. All right. By the way, going back to um, the All Black House, <laughs> Vandy Chris commented that uh, throw a little gold in there, and, and I would buy it. JP would buy it. So, yeah, maybe that's a little gold accent. Yeah. Have you seen an orange house? I have not seen an orange yeah. house now. I guarantee you there's an orange house. I'm sure there is. I've seen there some orange houses, cars. some little ones. Yeah. <laughs> For you and me. For you and me. <laughs> Vacation down the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, yes, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact. Yes. <laughs> not soon enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. You'll be gone to the beach. Are you Are you getting your toes in the sand soon? Hopefully. Good for but, you. Um, it's... It's kind of on hold for right now. We'll talk. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Um. So, you know, do you remember a few years ago, probably 2014 or so, when um, LG had the 3D TVs? Yeah. And you, you had to wear the glasses and all that. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, was, that was an interesting invention. It was a good try. I, I sat in Best Buy one time and watched like a college football game kind of mm -hmm. like that. And it, when they ran out of the tunnel, it looked like they were running past you. Like that yep. was kind of cool. <laughs> but that was it. The rest of the game was boring in 3D and, I, and my eyes hurt. Yeah. A professor, a, a professor at a Japanese university unveiled his latest invention, a TV screen the viewer can taste. Oh, boy. I hope through the air. You don't have to lick the screen, right? Lick the screen. Yeah, lick the screen. <laughs> this was invented during a worldwide pandemic. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> what, what makes a lot of sense is someone actually licking, licking it to find out if it works. Somebody had to figure out if it works. I guess it was... Uh, That's Mikey. He'll try it. He'll try anything. He'll eat anything. He'll eat anything. <laughs> He said his invention uses a combination of 10 flavors to create the taste of the food pictured on the screen. The flavors dispense huh. onto a film that slides onto the screen, allowing viewers to experience the taste of the food they are seeing. The professor said he believes the technology could be used to give people unable or unwilling to travel the ability to sample flavors from all around the world. <laughs> so this is limited to food. God, I hope so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is there a particular channel you have to subscribe to for this? Or like if you're watching the Food Network and... Or is there a particular channel that it doesn't work on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, hot, 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 hot. 
Hot, 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 hot. Homie. Uh, okay, his name is H O M E I. So I'm calling him Homie. What up, Homie? Homie. 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 Miyashita said that his work is aimed at, quote, reviewing the relationship between humans and content. I designate humans as being as beings who cannot help but create, express, and consume content and have a new name for humans. Content respirators. <laughs> Anybody who wow. is who is creating TVs that mm. you can taste is definitely calling humans content respirators. There's no question yeah, there. That, that makes perfect good sense. <laughs> oh, goodness. oh, fellas. Goodness, goodness. Homey. Oh, homey. So, <laughs> so you're not trying the, the TV you can taste, huh? I'm going to pass on that. I mean, they're going to have some at Best Buy we can all try out yeah. on the <laughs> To make just, sure we just like buy. you, you, yeah. you watch the 3D. Exactly. Yeah. Let's grab them at the Best Buy. We all just try. Them. You'll see the little streaks where everybody's folks lights. walking into Best Buy. <laughs> just <laughs> it tastes good today, boys. Oh, oh man. god, that's terrible. It's worse than terrible. It is. Yes, it is. All right. After the show is the after party or the pregame show for the Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> You'll join them in progress at 6 o'clock, and then on 103.7 at 7 o'clock, you can hear the Tennessee Vol Network pregame show down in Tuscaloosa prior to the hoop contest that is set to tip off at 8 p.m. Central Time on ESPN2 if you want to watch it. Yep, the third Saturday October on a Wednesday in December. We'll take it. Tomorrow, Music City Bowls at 2 o'clock as well. So mm-hmm. come back, see us. Same bat time, same bat channel tomorrow. For Mo and JP, I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia.